What's up, guys? New series, new recap, new day, new us, new you, new me. Wait, is that TC Brown? This on the mic. You're telling a joke. This is TC, and I am it's blessed a new school with. Year. It is new school year. New. It's like a lot of new. Uh, TC here, joined with my lovely bride, Megan. Hi. Hey guys, and, and Isaac, <laughs> not your bride. My name is my name is Isaac. I'm not TC's bride. <laughs> I couldn't think of a different. <laughs> Here just, we are. Hey guys, back. hey guys. Um, TC, <laughs> Megan, I just want to say it's glad to have you guys back. Thank it's, you. Did you say it's, it's glad. glad? It He's is glad, glad to have us back. Wait, I'm glad. <laughs> no, no, no. You said it's. I'm we're, glad. We're gonna stick nope, with that. I said I'm. Um. It's really good to be back. <laughs> it's really good to be here. Isaac has a question for us. Okay. He's been holding out. He wouldn't tell us what it is. That we have no clue what he's going to ask because he wants genuine <laughs> yes. response. Okay. So serious okay. surprise us. This is a very serious question. Oh, I wasn't ready for this. On average, how many times do you wash your hands a day? Oh gosh. Mm. Serious question. I got a follow-up question after you answer. Uh I typically shower once a day, so probably once. You wash your hands in the shower? Yeah. Like, like you scrub your hands in the okay, shower. Okay, that was, was going to be my second question. Like, I do not wash when my you hands count, in the shower. When you count, would you count washing your hands in the shower? I would like, not. Like, would you be like, okay, I showered once, I washed my hands here? Or like, like, like to me, washing your hands... Is in a sink with soap. No. You're washing your hands in the shower because you've got soap on your hands. That's like runoff wash. No, that's no. that's I mean, still wash. Wash. To me, that's yeah. the best washing you're going to get okay. all day. <clears throat> yeah. Then I yeah. wash my feet in the shower. That's not true. Yeah, it's you don't, not, it's you don't the rub, same no, thing. No, no. no. You, it's uh-uh. it's got to be. No, ma'am. It's got to uh-uh. be, you know, just. Yeah. Lathering. You got to wash. You yeah. got to wash. No, There's got to be some lathering taking place. There's no runoff. You can't just let water hit it. No, exactly. No, there's soap too in the runoff. Uh-uh. Soap in the runoff, and your feet are there is friction on the bottom of the shower. Negative. Washed. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I wash her, my hands. She about is telling six all times of us. a day. Six She's times. telling all of us that her feet are filthy right no, they're now. Not. Okay. They're very clean. I just do a shower. I am. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad that TC washes his hands one time a day, and Megan washes know. her hands six. I mean, How one t- max Every time three, five times. I mean, okay. I, I don't. Says a lot about you. How many times do you wash your hands? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> He's sizing me up. Oh, oh, five times. Oh, hmm, that's good. That wow. Be, that should be a personality. Five, what is yours? What, how many times do you do it? 17. I mean, probably like, well, okay, since we've got a new puppy, I've been having to. It's <laughs> weak. I've been having to clean up, you know, little, little, little Surprises. potty accidents. What's your, what's your puppy's name? Trout. So does he identify as a fish? <laughs> uh, just a puppy right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he has to wake up a lot during the middle of the night. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Isaac or the puppy? Both. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're teaching him not to go to the bathroom in his crate. So mm-hmm. we're having so to get him up and take him outside to go to the bathroom. That sounds How many times so do you fun. wash your hands, Surly? I mean, yeah, I mean, probably like four, five, six. 
I mean, it just depends on the day. Four, five, six, seven, yeah. Yeah. eight, nine, ten, it just eleven. Depends 12. on the day. <laughs> you start going up. <laughs> okay, you're not really answering the question. <laughs> All right, take us away, TC. Oh man, <laughs> he brought it up. Something, I'm just answering the question. It's a great question. It's it, a great. Question. It's an average. It's ask okay. Yourself. It's okay. A- average question. It's okay. Get that out of here. It's up there. <laughs> so we're we're not in the series we were in before. Ten words to live by. We're in a new one called Testify. Which the the idea about testify is like, you know, as as followers of Jesus, it feels like we have this responsibility to testify to our friends, family, the world, tell everyone about Jesus. Um, and that's that's a lot. That's that is a a big umbrella. There's a lot of components that go with that statement um or responsibility. So I guess in a basic sense, we are unpacking what it means for us as believers to testify to the world about Jesus, that he is who he says he is, that he is Lord of all, right? Um, so what does that what does that look like for you guys, just in a basic basic sense? Like how do you how do you live out your faith? Yeah, I think one thing you said, TC, last night was you cannot argue a changed life. And so I think a lot of times I try to keep that in mind uh, just as going in daily, whatever, whatever is, whether it's the grocery store, or maybe walking the schools of your hall or the schools of your hall, the halls of your school. Uh, what, what that looks like is like if we look different, right? If my responses to things are different, if the way that I act when I get angry looks different, if the way we handle things in our family looks different, then that is something people can't argue, right? We, we can argue thing, other things all day long, but you cannot argue someone who is changed by the gospel, who's living it out. And so that's something I just try to keep in the back of my mind all the time. Like my life, the way I talk to people, the music I listen to, the shows that I watch, everything about me should be changed because of who I follow, and that is Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> Whenever I think about uh, the gospel and just what it means for me, it's like I just uh, immediately think about just a life that is uh, lived counter-cultural, uh, counter-culturally. Maybe I said that right. But a life that is different than what the culture wants you to live. And so, I mean, just as simple as, <laughs> just as simple as like, uh, TC, I think you said this once before, but um, uh, like pushing your buggy into the <laughs> pushing your buggy into like the the buggy rack instead of like just leaving it on the side of the and uh leave, leaving it in the parking lot yeah to uh, uh to even as far as man like just the way just i handle situations man yeah. am i gonna get angry or am i gonna be peaceful how am i gonna treat this person uh am i gonna am i gonna have road rage or not <laughs> whatever it is but just a life that is that i'm trying to live a life that is different so that everybody can see, or maybe ask 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 the question, man, why is why is his life different? And maybe even ask me, man, why are you living that way, man? Why is why is your life different? And then just because I'm living a different life, that can open the open the door to a, just a conversation of, man, my life has changed because of my experience with Jesus. My life has changed because I have something to live for. I have a purpose for my life. I know that I am living this way because Jesus has saved me and I want to honor him. I want to glorify him in everything that I do. So for me, the gospel is just more than just Jesus died for my sins. It is all of that, but it's so much more just how I live my life. And I'm hoping 
that because I'm living my life a certain way, it just opens the door just for conversations maybe in the future. Yeah, that's great. So uh, if I were to summarize, summarize, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would say it's a life of submission. So you're saying yes to Jesus for sure, but you're submitting to Jesus in every, every little part of your life. The movies you watch, the music you listen to, the way you talk, the people you hang out with, what you look at on your phone, like where you go, what you, who you are, like all of those things, your reputation. Uh, the, the verse that this is kind of anchored in, be helpful if we brought up a verse, right? It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, and this is after Paul goes through, you know, the list of, of, of things within church that he's correcting the Corinthian church on, like prophecy, tongues, and then he ends with this in chapter 15. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word that I preached to you. So the gospel, that's it. Like above all else, at the end of the day, it is Jesus, a life in submission to Jesus. We said this yesterday, um, and and I want to talk about it and, and kind of get your your thoughts on this. Is a lot of a lot of students, uh, well, just people in general, well, like we are an information hungry people. Like if you know anything you need, you have complete access to it. Anything you want to know, you can become a self proclaimed expert just by looking something up and reading an article or three, right? <laughs> and so when it comes to Jesus, if we aren't careful, we can take that same approach to Him or the Bible, as just a, a means of absorbing more information, right? And so this is something we talked about yesterday. Knowing about Jesus may change you, right? That I mean, we can all agree with that. It might change. Man, Jesus was a good guy. That might impact me in some way or another. But believing in him will truly transform you. Yeah, I immediately, whenever you're just saying that, TC, I immediately think about uh, the story in Scripture where uh, this legion of demons uh, saw Jesus, and they knew who Jesus was. These demons knew who Jesus was, and they were immediately terrified of him because they knew who he was. They knew about him. They knew what it was going to look like in the very end. Yeah. And so what did they do? They went to jump in uh, some pigs, and all the pigs <laughs> ran into some water. What a thing. And, wild. <laughs> yeah, wild, right? But even the demons know about Jesus, right? It's so easy just to know, to have this knowledge. But the believing part is just so different. It's so different. I think about the, uh, I think about the story of Zacchaeus, right? He was one way one day. Literally, everybody hated him. He had one experience with Jesus, had one dinner with Jesus, had one conversation with Jesus, and overnight, his life completely changed, radically changed because of one experience with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, honestly, I think this is probably the biggest epidemic in our culture, honestly, is to think that we know a lot about Jesus, but never let him change us. I think it's super evident, even in the church, um, you know, like Wednesday night, like we come, we learn about Jesus, but are we letting him transform us? Are we letting him change us? Are we letting conviction change what we do? Are we coming in and just hearing it and then not living it out 
I think, honestly, I think it's a tactic that the enemy does use to pull us back from everything that God has called us to, because God's, the scripture and God's word can seem like it tells us what not to do, right? All the time, like a bunch of rules. But I think we can all agree sitting here that it's actually the most abundant life, right? John 10, 10 tells us that that, it, that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life and life abundantly. And that if you surrender, if you trust, like just trust God's plan, trust what he's calling you to do in your dating life, trust what he's calling you to do walking across the cafeteria, trust him when he's calling you into ministry or telling you to go to a school, like whatever it is, if you will just trust him, believe him, walk in him, let him change you and mold you and shape you, it is the most abundant life. And I think so many people miss out on that because they just know about God and about his word and they don't let it change them. And so I think my encouragement would be, it's hard sometimes. Like it it really is. I think it could be lonely sometimes to walk that road. But when I watch students actually walk it out, right, they actually live it out. It's actually like attractive to other people. Like, people want to follow them. They want to be around them. They want, they're like, man, he doesn't cuss in the locker room. Something's different. He's always joyful. He's he's fist bumping people, you know, on the field. Whatever it is, people are attracted to it. It's contagious. It's contagious. They want, they're like, man, that kid's just different. They don't make fun of them. They don't leave them out of things. Like, they want them to be a part. So that would be my encouragement is like, gosh, life is just so much better if you just let let God change you. Yeah, one of my one of my biggest prayers over myself, over the students, um, and I and and I and I pray this every single Wednesday night. I make a point to pray this over every every single Wednesday night. I ask God, would you speak clearly to us, and that we would respond boldly, not just to respond, because just just responding is hard enough. Yep. But <laughs> right. to, but right. to respond boldly. And it's that life. It's that authentic faith. You can have faith, you can have knowledge, you can, but having true authentic faith, that is that responding boldly to whatever God wants you to do, ask you to do whatever he wants you to say. Yeah. So last question, we'll wrap up with this. I think it's impossible. I genuinely believe it's impossible to meet Jesus and stay the same. Okay. So what would you say to any listener that is just on the cusp, they're in that threshold of going, all right, I know a lot about him. I don't know yet if I want to believe in him. What would you say is the last piece of encouragement to that person? I would say talk to somebody who is wholeheartedly following Jesus. And like you said, you can't argue a changed life. I just think anyone who is doing what we say, living it out, find someone in your school, find a small group leader, they will tell you this is the best possible life that you can live is following Jesus wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely say the same thing. And I'm, I mean, I think I would ask the question back to him as like, man, like, would you rather go through this life alone? Or would you rather have someone that is always there, that is always going to listen to you, that is always going to be there for you, that is always going to provide for your needs, that is always going to sustain you whenever you're struggling, that's always going to be there for you to talk to whatever it is, man, this is the Jesus that we believe in, that we trust in, that we have faith in. And he wants to have a relationship with you. Like he doesn't, he doesn't is, he's not, you are not going to be just one of his followers. You are are going to be his child. 
He is going to be with you and he wants you. Yeah, that's great. Isaac, Megan, thanks so much. Lots of words of wisdom there. Good to be back in the saddle. We will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.